Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Veronica Klein-Barton. Veronica started her journey by getting her graduate degrees in engineering and business and has held successful careers in the software and technology industries. And her career progressed. And as time went on, Veronica developed a lifelong love affair with British murder mysteries. This inspired her to embark on a literary career. She loves all things glam, travel, royals, theater, fashion, food, and divine cocktails. At age 60, Veronica published her first book. We have so much to talk about here, Veronica. So let's just jump right into this and welcome. Well, thank you so much, Summer. I just really appreciate you having me as your guest today. So... Absolutely. I am excited for you to be here. So before we jump into that 2.0, that next stage, tell us a bit about where you grew up and one life lesson that might have influenced who you are today. Well, I uh, actually am a Kentucky girl. So I grew up in Louisville. So that's how oh. swallow your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> But I went through uh, engineering school there at University of Louisville at Speed School. And once I graduated, I started uh, traveling, moved to Ohio for a bit. But then I moved to California in the late 80s, and I have become a California girl. So it's just been a a cross-country move that um, I was like one of the first kids to move out, you know, and move away from the nest and stuff. But for me, it was a great decision. I mean, it's hard, as any of us know, with family that, you know, don't live close by. It's it's challenging at times, and you miss a lot for sure. But for me, it was the best uh, career decision. And, you know, I think that the thing that really drove me to go after my degrees and what have you, um, I had a very encouraging grandmother that worked and lived through the depression and was just always an example to us to really keep stretching your boundaries and you can go through, you know, extremely tough times, et cetera, but just keep that spark alive and, you know, make it happen. And luckily I had a woman in my life like that, that encouraged me and my sister and you know we both made it happen each of our own ways so that is terrific to hear Mm -hmm. a a woman who encourages her granddaughters and where they are able to then blossom and find their way in the world that is fabulous yeah you had a very technical professional journey in engineering and business how did you actually make the jump to author Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been a a lifelong reader and, you know, was very grateful for the career I had in my different positions. Uh, It's kind of funny. My husband worked for a company for like 45 years. In my generation of technology, five years was kind of the norm. So, you know, you kind of jump jobs and what have you. And I got to a position where we were very blessed, had some great uh, sales years, if you will, and got to a 
a place where, you know, I could kind of say, okay, now what are we really going to do? My husband had retired and, you know, I thought, well, if it's time to make a change, I think this is it. And, you know, we were just very blessed that we had the wherewithal and the means to do that. And I decided in 2016, I started writing and it was the end of a Downton Abbey season six. I had nothing to watch on Sunday evenings anymore. So I was like, oh no. Wow. So I decided uh, to start my own little um, kingdom with uh, uh, the crown for Castlewood Manor was my oh. first book. So. That is awesome. I love that inspirational story, but kind of the, what sets you on your trajectory to writing. So that's really a fun story. Were you at all fearful about this new journey, excited or both? Both, I guess, but it was uh, kind of interesting. I mean, I knew nothing really about the publishing industry or the writing industry. And so this was, uh, in addition to me, you know, writing the book, I was also trying to come up to speed on, you know, okay, what's it going to take? What do I need to do? (laughs) You know, who do I need to contact? Because I literally started from ground zero. I had absolutely, you know, really no idea of all the steps involved or who I needed to, you know, get involved with. I also had no social media presence. So, I mean, you know, I had to start Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and I'm like, what do I do? You know, so I was a real newbie on, from that perspective. And I don't, you know, if you have the time, I would encourage you. And you even think that you might want to get into writing, you know, start looking at things a little bit earlier than I did, because I had to kind of do everything all at once. And that that's a challenge. And I'm still learning, you know, four years into this now. So it's amazing. Well, here's the thing. You're so accustomed to transition, being in the field of technology, Mm -hmm. so much transition and so much change that again, like social media, it's changing. It's forever changing. And there's so much transition there. But as you said, that jump was pretty interesting because you had to figure out how to pitch, how to query, how to, you know, if you were going to self-publish all of it on top of social media, and that's a lot to juggle. And we do our own marketing, right? So as business owners, you are a business owner as an author, as a business owner, you know, you're marketing, you're coming up with graphics, you're trying to design, you're trying to do all these various things. That's a lot of juggling. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it's not the preferred way that I would recommend. So like I said, (laughs) if you have even an inkling, you know, or sparkle in your eye that uh, you might want to do this, you know, get started now (laughs) doing all the different steps. So it was certainly courageous of you to just jump right in. Well, I've also been very lucky that I've been able to network with some fantastic people to help me, you know, with the editing process and the publishing process and what have you. And that has been a godsend. Yeah. And I think you've made a really good point here. And it's something that I talk about all the time during my lives and different things is creating relationships. Yes. And creating those relationships. However, social media person going to seminars and such digital Mm -hmm. virtual seminars. These relationships are so important because one, you get to nurture those friendships, build those friendships, learn from one another, and then also support one another in community. So it just, it feels really good. Plus you make meaningful relationships and you learn new things as well. 
No, so. exactly. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, this is a business. Yes. And just like in any business field that you go into, I mean, the whole networking is, you know, probably 99% of your job as it boils down to it, because yes. you need to learn, even if you're a genius and have great ideas and what have you, you need to learn how to pitch them, mold them, present them, you know, absolutely. <laughs> XXX down the, down the line there. And, uh, you know, you, you can't do it by yourself. You know, there's just no way. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You are so right about that. So you talked a bit about this, but what was your, your big why for delving into writing and what was your big goal? What's the big goal for you? Well, I, you know, it was, um, first of all, kind of a personal challenge. You know, I had always kind of tinkered with the idea of writing a book throughout my entire life. I'm an avid reader and have always loved the mystery genres. And um, so when I had to decide, I was actually deciding, should I go get another degree? I do have a, a few uh, college degrees. I, I'm a collector. <laughs> I know it's a strange thing. It's a nerdy No, I thing. love it. <laughs> no, if I could be a, a student forever, I, I, I probably, I probably right. would. So, yeah. So, so I was actually deciding, you know, should I go back to school or, you know, should I, you know, try this writing thing, you know, let's just do it. And, uh, and seriously, I mean, it was that, I still remember that evening of the end of season six of Downton Abbey, you know, and I just sat on my couch and I'm like, what am I going to do, you know, here? Cause I, I really love all of the British uh, mystery and the manor houses and the finery and what have you. And that really pushed me over the edge. And it was just kind of that culmination where, you know, if I don't try it now, I'm probably not going to do it. And so I just made an effort. And the amazing thing is, like I said, I started writing in 2016, published the first book in 2017, and I'm now uh, nine plus books in, you know, that, that is amazing. Are, are co-written and published. And that's pretty amazing. You know, very that amazing. Darn amazing. It absolutely <laughs> is. And you're so right. It's interesting what prompts us to do what we do. And I think that story of what prompted you to start writing and, you know, that season six ending of Downton Abbey, Mm -hmm. because being an avid watcher of that show as well, I can tell you, I felt a loss. Like I was losing my family. It was so weird. (laughs) I spent six years with these people. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So But, you know, how wonderful that everything, kind of, for me anyway, it all kind of culminated in, and pushed me to, to make this leap. Because, like I said, you know, I, I was at a decision point and really deciding, you know, grappling, what am I going to do here now? Because I didn't just want to sit around, you know, being retired and what have you. I, you know, I always try to learn new things, try new things. And I'm just so grateful that for me, uh, writing one out over another degree. So absolutely. And here's (laughs) the thing you're young. And so why not do something you're passionate about? Mm -hmm. And you knew you were always an avid reader, but it was that one thing that kind of sparked that whole idea for you and you jumped. And that's really cool because there are some people who, who jump right into it and are very courageous. Some people go into it with a bit of a strategy and then some people have to have a, a concrete plan, but you know, as well as I do that those plans are ever changing and right. you have to be moldable and adaptable to that change because we grow that way. 
right? Mm -hmm. So, and you have grown quite a bit learning all the things that you've learned, but also bringing all that gained wisdom and those transferable skills that you could actually apply to mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you're doing now, like your writing, like the technical aspects, like marketing, like all of those things, sales, pitching, you name it, you're learning how to do it. And you've had some of those skills already that you're bringing forward with you. So it's not like you're completely starting over, but you're just kind of pivoting. I know that word's overused, but you're kind of shifting and, and doing something a bit different that you're passionate about. Right. Exactly. Really comes through. And I love that. So let's jump into talking about your genre of books, the cozy British mystery. Tell us more about the genre and why this sparked your creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first thing that, you know, I'm always charmed when I'm reading a story and, you know, you stumble over a body and the first thing they say is, you know, uh, fancy a cocktail. (laughs) Or should we have tea? (laughs) No, let's not talk about the the murder. Let's talk about having a divine cocktail or a a, a cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, to me, that was always, I I don't know. I mean, it's just the charm. And I I don't mean to, murder is a very serious subject, so I don't want to do that. But for the cozy mystery genre, to me, it's, you know, you have the violence. There's no doubt. But you know, it's, it's very muted. It's after the fact type violence, you know, so you don't get into, you know, active, you know, uh, murderous situations or anything like that. So it's more after the fact, but I think it's the charm of having people talk and just kind of imagining in your head, okay, what would I do if, you know, I open the door and there's like a body laying in the library, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and especially when you have a a cadre of characters too, you know, I have the main character, Gemma in my story, but she has all kinds of friends and family around her. And so you have to kind of, you know, you're having this internal conversation in your head. Okay. You know, how's Gemma going to react? How's Kyle going to react? That kind of thing, you know, and, and how are you going to portray you know the shock the surprise and all kinds of things you know all the emotional aspects uh to your reader audience and uh you know that's the creative challenge I guess that uh, all writers have is figuring out that scene but then how to communicate it oh absolutely putting together that puzzle and I I love how you describe this this genre too there's not a lot of gratuitous violence in there and you know there's that that overlay of that British sophistication and that humor. And it's almost like this facade, like, Oh, nothing's happening. No, (laughs) I don't see that, that body right there. Let's just have a cup of tea. And then we'll get into that maybe later. (laughs) Well, and I do, you know, my characters are very um, uh, blessed. I mean, they live in basically a castle. It's Cherrywood Hall. And to me, though, I mean, that was my quote unquote, Downton Abbey slash High Clare Castle environment that I wanted to tell my stories in. And I love fashion and food and cocktails. And so guess what? My characters, uh, Gemma loves to eat and we are known to, you know, have a tipple every now and then. (laughs) 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 So, you know, but it's just, um, I tried to take 
the experiences and the things that I love and infuse those into the story and into the characters, I guess. Well, I love how you bring that together and how that, that just develops so well. So let's go on to my next question, which is you've also written in the horror genre and just won a couple of Firebird Book Awards for Tingled Webs. Yep. Which you co-authored this haunted series uh-huh. and Double Trouble. So congratulations. This is absolutely awesome. Tell us about these two books. Well, uh, actually there's three because oh. I won also for uh, Twins in the City. So oh, okay. this was a um, end of 2021. You know, I talked with, uh, well, for, with Bibiana Crawl, who's my uh, co-author for uh, Tangled Webs, but there was a, this Firebird Book Award contest and you could enter in multiple genres and, and what have you, depending on where your book fit. And so I took a gamble and just so blessed. This is a wonderful book contest for any writer if you're considering entering something because your fees for the contest actually go to help homeless women and children. They actually make custom pillowcases, you know, just something at night, when you lay your head you know, on the pillow, you have a custom pillowcase that just has special messages and has been handmade with love for you. And, you know, it may seem like a simple thing, but to me, that just won over my heart. And I thought, hey, this is a great, great charitable cause. And why not do it? So it was New Year's Eve and we entered and voila, yes. So we're very excited. (laughs) That is so awesome. Well, congratulations. How exciting. So uh, I think you mentioned, my next question was, how many books have you written and published to date? Is it nine? Uh, Yes. So the ones with uh, Bibiana, and then I had a few others that I contributed, you know, stories or recipes to. So a few more on on the count there. I have three books planned for release uh, this year. So there will be another cozy story for my, um, in fact, I just did the cover reveal today for uh, book seven, which is Blood on the Vines. Uh, so it's another Gemma story at Cherrywood Hall. Wow. And then um, Bibiana and I have book three in our haunted series. And so that forces me to kind of shift gears. I'm going from cozy mystery to more paranormal horror mystery, supernatural kind of things. Yeah. Those are short stories, but you know, totally different, but I just totally enjoy that. And I'm, it's really stretched me as a writer and, and in particular too, you know, working with Bibiana, it's different from, this isn't just my book, you know, it's, it's one co-authored with her. And so luckily we have, developed a really stellar working relationship. And that's, that's the most important thing that, you know, we're really looking forward to that. And then I'll have another Christmas mystery short stories too. So (laughs) you have so much going on and I love the haunted series that you Mm -hmm. and Bibiana have created the creativity, the curiosity, the short stories that surprise you and have so much detail and they're really fun. Mm -hmm. And I I really can see this just being a series, a, like a Netflix series or a Hulu series. It's so much fun. Well, we would truly love that to happen. And, you know, (laughs) I think it, the, the stories are different. You know, I mean, I grew up with like Twilight Zone or, you know, watching like Stephen King's Creep Show, yes. you know, that kind of thing. And 
my take on it, sometimes I, I do a little quirky humor <laughs> for mine. Yeah. Bibiana is more, you know, true kind of haunted ghosts. And, you know, uh, she really captures uh, the haunting aspects of it, I guess. I throw in a little comic relief every now and then, <laughs> you yeah. know, but. You know, it's just something that hopefully we hope to develop it and go to other platforms. And that would be awesome. Just yeah. awesome. Awesome. So I love it. I love those books. They're a lot of fun to read. And I love the way that you write, Veronica. It's absolutely engaging. So I like the humor that you bring to your story. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite book to write and why? Ooh, boy, you know, <laughs> that, that's a tough one, just because I think in each story, I have different elements that just really, I guess, resonate with me at the time. But I think in the Cozy series, the fourth book is Mistletoe and Mayhem, Yuletide at Castlewood Manor. And I picked that just because in that book, I actually transitioned the Gemma, my main character, she takes on a different role in the series than we started out with. And, you know, she also has some, some very uh, major personal changes in her personal life. And so to me, it's, you know, you have like the, the wrap of Christmas and, you know, all the festivities, but then major family dramatics going on and all the murder most foul kind of things happening (laughs) and what have you. But I think it was because Gemma took on a new role in her family Mm. and it's really changed the series. I mean, the the books after book four are, you know, very different, but, you know, just because of the personal changes and the the business changes that occurred, I guess, with that character. So that one I'm very proud of. And, um, it was a risk, you know, because you, you kind of get going in a series and then, you know, okay, should I do this? But I decided, you know, I'm going to take a leap and this is fiction. So I, I don't want people to get too caught up and, you know, that can't really happen or what have you. Right. I just think it was an important change for me. And sometimes you've got to make those decisions, you know, for your, particularly in a series, you know, in terms yeah. of should we change directions a little bit too. So. Right. Well, and and it's interesting that you say that because if you go back to the show Downton Abbey, you'll Mm -hmm. see that they had to change and had to grow because of the decades changing, right? Yep, exactly. Wartime or the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and and on and on and on. And yet you made those tough decisions as a writer and you're like, I have this demographic that follows me. Are they going to appreciate these changes? But the changes are reflective of either decades, genres, things happening in life. And right. we all go through that, right? Right. So exactly. it's kind of, it parallels mm-hmm. things that we have to do in life. Things change. So. Well, I'm really proud of, you know, this character Gemma too, because taking on some of her new roles and responsibilities, it's really made her grow as mm-hmm. a person too, which I think you need to evolve your characters over time, you know, and you know, she yeah. certainly has her hands full now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she, she's, uh, she's doing well. I'm very proud oh, of good. her. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Now mm-hmm. we've covered quite a bit here. You have such an amazing journey, Veronica. So we're going to wrap this up with my last Mm -hmm. question. If you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom today, what would they be? I think my main advice, and this is just my personal reflections, but if you have a desire 
or a goal or just an aspiration that you want to achieve, do it. And you don't have to achieve it instantaneously overnight, but take the baby steps to help you move forward to those things that you really want. I think the one thing I've learned, uh, particularly from the last few years during the pandemic and lockdowns, now is your time because you may not be given a tomorrow. And if that point was really driven home to me, I think living through these past few years and It doesn't matter how old you are. Like you said, you know, I was 60 years old when I published my first book. And I can't even tell you how many reinventions of careers and stuff I've gone through. But the main thing is focus and just keep doing it. Take the baby steps. Invest in yourself. That is the best investment that you can make. Well, thank you, Veronica, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Well, it's just been fabulous, Dr. Summer. I love your podcast and love you. It's been a pleasure to work with you too. So thank you. Thank you so much. You can connect with Veronica Klein Barton on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and at veronicaklineBarton.com. You can also purchase Veronica's books on Amazon and other retailers. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.